Welcome to the Las Vegas Phil Food and Social Podcast, where we cover topics related to the current social media scene regarding food with some of the most popular accounts around the city and talk about their success in Sin City and beyond. I'm your host, Philip Zhang, aka Las Vegas Phil, F-I-L-L. Check me out on IG or TikTok and feel free to email me anything at lasvegasphil at gmail.com. Super happy to have uh, Happy Tummy 702 here as one of the first social media foodies to make a big impact in Las Vegas. Uh, Susie Hendricks, aka Happy Tummy underscore 702, has wowed food enthusiasts for years, starting with stunning photographs that have gained recognition worldwide due to her incredible eye for shots, which has evolved into amazing and inspiring videos. Then came lockdown, and while most foodies like me were scrambling to make videos out of boxes of takeout food to keep churning out content, uh, Susie went the cooking route and literally blew the fucking doors open, taking her online presence to a totally different level in reach and audience. I personally take pride in being able to pull off different types of styles of food videos for clients, but when I see Susie's stuff, I know I would fail 10 out of 10 tries if I tried to attempt recreating some of her amazing content from making boba to seven layer pork katsu to amazing noodle dishes to countless other awesome recipes and videos. Uh, She currently sports over 582K on TikTok, 166K on Instagram. So excited to have Susie Hendricks, AKA Happy Tummy 702 on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Phil. Thanks for having me. So honored. Yeah, I mean, you were, Every post you do just blows me away. So I've been dying to have you on and uh, I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. I always appreciate the support. You're always on point with the support, even online, anytime I talk to you. So it's much appreciated. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've actually known each other for quite a long time since the Yelp elite days. Yes. Um, Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember the actual first time we met, but I'm pretty sure it was at a Yelp event, maybe 2010. Maybe. I was trying to remember too, and I don't remember. But I did know when I met you, I was like, that's Phil. That's <laughs> Phil. Unrecognized. I mean, it's, it's yeah, no question about it. <laughs> and yeah. then was that your foray into food online or and all that stuff? Was Yelp the... Yeah, I think uh, it definitely started it. I would have to say uh, I went on Yelp, of course, like everyone else, just to kind of see where to eat, what people are play, you know, saying about places that I was thinking about dining at, and um, it uh, definitely started my uh, picture taking. I think because, of course, I I loved reading all the reviews, but. I really appreciated all the pictures that people uploaded onto the app because we want to see what we're going to eat. You know, we're scanning the menu and I liked seeing what people posted. It's like, oh, that's what the chicken looks like, you know? So when I decided to join the community, I felt like that's what I enjoyed doing also, more so than writing the reviews. So yeah, that, uh, and then, the best part was that I met um, a lot of my friends now on there, you know? So um, Terry, uh, AKA Saver Sin City, we are still friends till this day. And we're like, wow, we met way back in, you know, the Yelp days. So yeah, uh, I think that, and I don't know if anyone remembers, I know Paul, 
uh, AKA Ryu Sauce will remember, there was another app before Instagram. And of course it didn't become quite as big, but it was called Food Spotting. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but I was on there and it was a social networking, but it was just very much about just sharing a picture. It was very much like no videos. It was just a square picture saying what you, whatever you wanted to you know, say about it. And uh, that's actually how I met him. So oh. we've, we've been friends since then. And uh, that one was a very worldwide app. So of course we didn't know much people in person. So it was cool when I found out that he actually lived in Vegas. So yeah. And uh, I started kind of sharing there. And of course, like everyone else, I was, you know, anytime I ate like at a great sushi spot or, you know, tried a uh, cool Thai food, I just posted whatever pictures I took of my meal um, on Facebook. So that's when my like food sharing kind of definitely started. Yeah. yeah. And shout out to Saverson City, Ryu Sauce, both great people, mm -hmm. great accounts. I wasn't really aware of all the stuff going on on Instagram until maybe 2016, 2017. I was really in the thick of Yelp. And then I saw the likes of you, Terry, Unlocked, Drew, Vegas Dining, uh, going off on Instagram posts. And I remember that, oh. I remember seeing you in person and we're like, oh, where are you? Yeah, <laughs> Yelp is great, but come on over. I, I still remember and you're like, yeah, I know. I should. I should. I remember those days. Yeah, totally. I do. I do. Totally. So I'm and glad you made the jump. Thanks. I am too. I am yeah. too. Life would be yeah. completely different had I not. Yeah. And and you were actually your event was actually the first event at Bell's Barbecue that I met all those guys. Yes. Yes. Like Paul, like Tony Camblin. And yes. you know, seeing like how you guys went into it on the shots and all that kind of stuff was kind of was totally mind blowing to me. We're so crazy, right? We're, <laughs> we're crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that uh, account, uh, influencers in the wild. I mean, mm -hmm. we were that from the very beginning. Totally, Seriously. totally. I remember people. I remember seeing shots of people in trees, stuff <laughs> like that. I don't know what was going what on there. In a tree. I think this no, was like a, <laughs> it was like a food throwdown or something like. Oz, oh, Vegas, okay. and a bunch of other people, and I don't know what was going on. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. I remember, yeah. <laughs> so back then, uh, so while you were in Yelp and we were just kind of in Instagram, it was really much about socializing and just taking pictures in the process. It wasn't like, hey, let's meet at this place because we need to get content. That was yeah. really not the goal. That was just a like a cool bonus, but... It was really just to lunch and chat and catch up and and uh, if we went someplace cool and they had some cool dishes, then awesome, you know, we get to post about it. So um, I started, of course, when I was sharing food. Like a lot of us, we uh, were sharing to our friends and family on Facebook, you know, and then of course um, I learned quick enough that although they're your friends and family and your coworkers, you know, they don't appreciate the food or the pictures of food as much as you do. They don't get a high off of seeing like a great sushi roll or whatnot as we do, you know? Right. So, um, but they're so, they feel so obligated to like it. It's like, okay, I'll, 
I'll heart that because, you know, I'll see Susie tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know, and <laughs> so um, I kind of thought, wow, I, I would like to share this where people don't feel obligated to like it. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. But they shouldn't feel like, oh, I have to support, you know, because I know her. So that's when Happy Tummy 702 uh, was born. I already had my own Instagram account, like a personal one where I share pictures of me, my son, Derek. And I said, oh, why don't I just create a second account? You know, and so that's exactly what I did. I tried to think of a cool username. Of course, I wanted Happy Tummy. That's it. But, you know, wasn't available. So I said, okay, I'll just slap on a 702 at the end. And that's how I was created. I put like a outdated picture of my son. I put no name, no nothing. Just put a quick little bio like, hey, join us on our little food adventures. And, you know, and um, really put nothing of myself. I almost kind of wanted to stay anonymous in a sense in the beginning, just because I was like, you know, just sharing. And, and that was the whole point was that I wanted people who found me, however way they found me, to just, if they liked it they liked it not because they knew me so yeah that's what i started and then of course saverson city terry we were happened to be talking one day and um i don't know we just had the same vibe and she's like susie i started uh, a food instagram account and i was like i did too <laughs> so and then um who else uh ninzer ninzer uh ninzer yep. the foodie and he was like I'm, I'm gonna do it too. And we started lunching. And then that's how we kind of, after posting a while, that's how we met even the non-Yelpers, the people that were, you know, like Mimi, um, Ed, Vegas Food Baron, um, Holagato. I mean, that's, that's how we found all the local accounts. That's how it uh, really started. So I just pretty much posted wherever I ate, whether it was, a Baskin Robbins ice cream cone that I had that day, or my Thai iced tea that I had for lunch. Uh, whatever it was that I wanted to share, I just shared it, you know? And that was even before I knew hashtags or anything, you know? It was, I was posting it on there because I was mainly using it to just kind of edit my photo. Cause you know, that's how Instagram began, like a little photo editing app, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Emily, uh, Emi Las Vegas had uh, mentioned like way back, like you guys would be posting basically live, like, oh, here's a salad. And then yes. here's the next course. And then here's the next <laughs> course. Yes, and, yes, yeah. yeah. When it was definitely just photos. Yes, uh, we we did it more live, I guess. I don't know. I I always took my time. I take forever. I, I take forever posting, honestly. So, but what happened, I'm not sure exactly what year it happened, but me and um, Nins, we hung out a lot. And uh, what happened, the first big significant moment, in a sense, this is, I don't even know how many followers we had. Um, we were just, we were just purely posting just to, for the joy of sharing it, honestly, like the matter of likes or how many comments we got. I don't know. I, I didn't really pay attention to that. It was just like, Hey, I shared my Thai iced tea. Awesome. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was donut bar. 
donut bar opened okay. up. So we went there, we found out that they had a soft opening. Uh, we messaged each other and we're like, hey, they're open. We gotta go early. I don't know if it's gonna be packed or not. So we went there and of course we saw Jeff and Joey, but we saw um, Chef Santiago. So uh, we met up with him and we were just excited to be there at a soft opening of a spot and we saw all their cool donuts. And we were like, yeah, just put together a box for us. We don't care, just give us a variety. And I even asked him, I said, do you have one with a filling? Like, uh, I'm sure you have like a jelly donut, like maybe classically, but anything just out of the ordinary. And he was like, we have a creme brulee donut. And we were like, okay, cool. So we took it out in their back patio and we're just taking pictures. And that's when Instagram first really launched that you could post a video. And it was only 15 seconds. So uh, we took pictures, of course. And then uh, we're just standing there. We're like, why don't we take a video of us just opening it instead of just taking a picture of the filling? He was like, okay. So, you know, we're just, he's standing there. I have the donut and we're like, ready? Okay, you ready? Okay, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Little did we know that we actually got it really well. Like there was not much sound, like distracting sound. And the one thing we didn't realize was gonna happen was the crack of the top, that sugary, hard crack. So when I broke into it, luckily it broke right in half and it created this like, you know, that sound when you crack into that creme brulee and then it had like this really amazing, you know, custard filling. So we just showed it and it opened beautifully. And um, luckily I had like my Easter nails done. <laughs> I had like these little bunny nails. So yeah, it was great. We posted it and it went crazy. crazy. I still remember it. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the, the cute thing was that half of the comments that was coming in was about the donut and half of it was about my nails. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. But yeah, donut bar, they were just, we were all dumbfounded. And it was mainly on Facebook actually, even not, oh, I mean, wow. Instagram did, you know, we got a ton of comments and things like that, but it really blew up because uh, Food Insider took it and they reposted it. They've made like a little compilation of, you know, all these creme brulee donuts that they found. And of course ours was like the cover. So oh, man, yeah. Yeah. that was the first significant moment that I was like, wow, there's a lot of people who like the food we share. And that's when I was like, wow, this is like really fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that was, that was in a sense, my first like significant moment. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I still yeah. remember that post. I, I still remember the nails and the background and yeah. Yeah. That's so yeah. Cool. yeah. So, and, and so, you know, going through that, you you were also one of the first people to make the leap from what society considers a regular job to doing social media full time. Talk to me about how and when you made the transition and what kind of has meant to you looking back on all that now. So before I did um, anything with social media, I was a dealer at Encore. Um, when we when I moved to Vegas, I started at the Rio. When Encore opened up, I got hired there. And uh, I loved dealing. 
I remember when I started it, I was like, this is the best job ever. I was the kid that I always, like, I loved playing cards. I was trying to always convince my friends to play cards. You wanted to play a board game? That was me. That was, I was that kid. So dealing cards all day long, I was like, man, and I'm getting paid. But after having Derek, my son, uh, you know, things change when you have a family. And uh, although I was very fortunate to work at the uh, Encore, the only shift I could work was the swing shift. What if I could, if I wanted to have time for everything else, putting, you know, uh, making sure he gets to school, feeding him dinner. So I didn't sleep. I literally didn't sleep. <laughs> so I was like, but what, what else am I going to do? I just got to make it work. We just got to push through. And so I did that for years, years. I literally napped for years. God. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, of course, when you're in that situation, you always say, no, just be grateful. You have an amazing job. You have great benefits, you know. And at the same time, as you grow older, you know, the way you perceive your job changes, too, because we're growing, you know. So something that was just fresh and exciting now I was kind of seeing the downsides of just watching people gamble every day in a sense. So um, yeah, and uh, it was just basically wearing on me. Encore and the Win was an amazing place to work. They treated me very well. Um, so uh, what happened was it was a matter of like such perfect timing. I was, uh, doing my Instagram and starting to meet you guys. And then of course, in, uh, in the middle of it, I was meeting, uh, I met Drew, AKA Unlocked. And uh, he was talking to me and uh, that's when he kind of started to really launch uh, Unlocked as an agency. And he was just really starting it off. That's when he started with uh, Recess Italian Ice. And I was seeing what he was doing. And I remember asking him, I go, why do these recess pictures look like your pictures? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm helping them with their social media. And I was like, so you're, you are them online. And he's like, yeah, I'm maintaining their page because they don't have the time and they know that I could do a good job. So I'm doing it. And I was like, whoa. And um, and at the same time, when we were getting invited to these PR invites to go and eat, be hosted for meals, uh, he was talking to me about, he kind of opened up my eyes, talking to me about how he's like, Susie, you know, this is kind of messed up. Like, they invite us, we get to experience this meal, which is very cool, you know, because a lot of these, those uh, meals, were places that maybe, I don't know about you, but maybe places I wouldn't have been able to go on my own, whether it was like in a more extravagant place <clears throat> that I was like, oh, uh, yeah, if it wasn't for this invite, I may not have known what it was like to dine here. But he said, but as far as like what comes with it, the fact that, you know, we have to share it on our Instagram, you know, edit the photos or make the videos, he's like, aren't we the ones doing the work? And I was like, I, you know, it really never dawned on me. And I thought, yeah, I guess you're right. And at the same time I said, but you know, 
I was weighing it out. I was like, yeah, but we get to get, you know, experience what it's like to dine here. So when um, he, when I started seeing him uh, take a managing accounts, I actually remember this conversation because I was half joking. And I said, and I said, hey, Drew, well, man, if you ever need anyone to help you at these shoots or help you, I mean, give me a holler, you know? And he looked at me and he goes, Susie, if you want to work with me, let's do it. You know, I'm totally game for that. And this is how we'll work it out. And I was like, I was literally shocked, but you know, that he would just say yes, like, yeah, come work with me. And so I remember came home and I was like, oh, and I'm like, can I even fit this in? I have my son, I go to work full time. And although I was not as happy as I was at work, you know, I never had like a, you know, a plan B at the time. So I thought about it. Luckily, talking about perfect timing, um, what happened, what turned out to be my first client with Unlocked was Truffles and Bacon. And one of the co-owners, Magnolia, she happened to message me and she's like, long time no see, Susie. And I was like, hi, Magnolia, what's going on? You know, how are things? And she's like, oh, it's going great. You know, business is good. We are hoping it, you know, to be better. And we just wanted to talk to you about social media. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I mean, this literally happened within a week. Wow. So I said, I said, well, funny you ask. <laughs> why don't we, uh, do you want to have a talk with me and Drew, you know, Unlocked, and see how we can help you as Unlocked? And she was like, sounds great. Let's set it up. So we went to go chat with her. She heard what we had to say, signed on immediately, said yes. And that was the start of my first client. Amazing. So, and what a first client to have. I mean, Truffles and Bacon is just, you guys have done an yeah. amazing job. And yeah. 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 And even more so, which of course I didn't know then, but we became amazing friends, even though we have a working relationship. And I'll tell you, if anyone wants to know, if any small businesses are listening, the way that us as influencers or as social media management, the way that we work is, of course, people like you and I, we have to work hard. But the big thing is that you and the client have to be a good fit. That's what I have truly learned through this whole unlocked agency aspect is that it doesn't mean that we're not good at our jobs or they're a bad business. It's that it has to just be a good fit. And uh, I feel like even when I look at the clients you have and the clients that Paul and Jump Force has and the clients that we have, I feel like the ones who have thrived are the clients that have truly, even if they're doubtful at first, because most of them are doubtful, even if they are, they say, okay, let's do it. We trust you. And I yeah. feel like those are the ones who have thrived. We have a thriving working relationship with, but the ones who always keep doubting us, it's like, how can we do a good job? How can we do a good job if we feel like somebody's just standing there always telling us how to do our job better? I don't know. What do you think, Phil? I, I totally agree. I mean, the ones that are the control freaks telling you what to post instead of having you do your own thing. Yeah. So totally uh, Magnolia, I mean, we started working with her. I remember it was December. Nothing actually 
truly like took a turn for actually a few months. And that's something the clients really like everyone has to have the same expectation going in realistic expectations. And so Magnolia knew this, fortunately. So she knew things weren't just going to happen overnight, you know, so we just kept at it. We kept posting, Drew kept posting. And sooner or later, just things clicked and they just took off. And it was, and of course, like you have said in um, previous podcasts, it was, that was my first taste of like, you know, you're not in a sense an employee, but when you go to their establishment, their establishment and see them getting busier and busier and knowing that you helped contribute to it, even though you didn't clock in and out, you know, but seeing that you contributed and it's such a wonderful feeling. That's, that's literally why I do what I do. So, and at the same time in, uh, personally, I, after managing truffles, um, I got more and more unlocked clients. How I was fitting them during my day, I have absolutely no clue. I really, I really didn't because this was my day. Derek went to school. I put him on the bus. I would nap for as long as I could. Did whatever household chores I had to do. Go take photos at a client's. Then be home for Derek. Cook him dinner. Go to work at 8. Be home at 4 a.m. Nap when I can. And my day started all over. That was literally my day for years. Unbelievable. And so what I did was once we started getting, yeah, once uh, getting more and more unlocked clients, I kind of basically made a goal for myself personally. And I said, well, um, I'm making money at my job, my steady income. Well, this extra income, I'm going to really buckle down and do something. So whatever I earned, you know, which was just bonus in a sense, but it was something I really enjoyed doing. So what I did was I took all my finances and I literally all the money that I accumulated from Unlocked, I paid off all my debt. So I didn't have a car payment. I had no credit card payments. Um, I don't own a house. So, you know, of course that couldn't have been paid off, but everything else, little things, you know, I went literally down to, you know, helping with living expenses, cell phone, you know, uh, car insurance. That was literally it. And so I, uh, it freed up so much. I've never been in that situation. I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying I'm the most financially responsible. So, (laughs) so yeah, I was always like, I, I, you know, I had a little bit of savings and I had, you know, but nothing significant, but now unlocked really truly gave me that freedom to it just gave me a lot of financial freedom. Totally. I mean, as as a side gig, to be able to pay off all those bills with that side gig, and I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. So at, um, I thought, of course, as I'm sure you have, we said, wow, what if we did this full time? You know, mm-hmm. and my biggest, um, since I didn't have so much uh, financial obligation anymore, my biggest reason for making the leap or even thinking about making the leap was the fact that um, I wouldn't have to live my day the day I had where I was just not sleeping. I hardly had any energy 
to, you know, I didn't sleep like a normal person. And of course, before Derek, that was fine. You're just single. Right. You can sleep until 2 p.m. It's okay. But that was the biggest draw for me was that I'm like, wow, I can work during the day like a typical person and be home and actually eat with Derek and put him to bed and get up with him. And that to me, um, to be able to do that now, there's literally no price to that. That was, that's truly what it's done for me. That's amazing. Yeah. I love hearing that. Yeah. And I, I think that's what it's all about. I mean, working for yourself, being your own boss, kind of, when did you start dealing? What year did you move to Vegas to start dealing? I, I moved here 2006. I started dealing in San Diego. I should have known I was always going to land in food because I was always working in food and beverage, even from growing up in Hawaii. It was my first job. I was either a server, a cocktail waitress, a bartender. I was always the front of the house, but I was always around food. So it shouldn't surprise me that I'm, you know, around food now. Um, being a dealer, you know, uh, a lot of people, when they hear that I'm a dealer, they always go, oh, do you have any, do you have any secret tips? I go hit the blackjack table, you know, can you have any insider scoops, you know? Yep. First of all, no casino would let any employees know anything. <laughs> you know, we, we don't have the answer. We don't have the, you know, how to, how to beat the house. You can't beat the house. So right. what do you do is you got to play what you enjoy. Now, I have to say the only thing I do look at, not I don't gamble often. I gamble when, you know, friends are in town and Same. they want to go hit the strip and, you know, I just play whatever they play. But I do look, the only thing I have to say is I do look at the dealers, they call it the rack, which is where all the chips are. And not saying that it's not replenished, but if it's starting to get low, that's an indicator that that table's been giving out. So I never ah. go to a I never go to a full table. I look at the rack and if it's, you know, half like the chips are half empty or whatnot, I'm like at least I have a chance there. <laughs> the table's been hot. That's a great yeah. tip. I never fucking all these years I've been coming to Vegas yes. on vacation and Yeah, you can even yeah. tell any table, craps table, whatnot, you know, you can you can see if and if it's just filled to the rim, all they've been doing is taking in chips. I so love it. Doesn't guarantee you're going to win. Nothing guarantees that. They've figured that formula out. So <laughs> you just got to be lucky. And and so just play what you like. They're always like, what, what game should I play? I go, you play what you enjoy. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. I mean, still, that's super helpful for me. <laughs> As one of the top tier social media foodies in the city, I mean, you and, and Drew have had to go through a lot of stuff to where you guys are, a lot of trial and error, because no one else has was really doing it at that level. There are a lot of relatively new social media foodies that listen to this show. Um, what are some of the valuable lessons you've learned throughout this whole thing that might help them in the future? Yeah, this kind of pertains more to like a uh, influencers being creators on their own page, not talking about clients. And this is one, I've learned many things, but one of the few key things I've especially learned this year in 2022 is that um, people will never stop judging. You know, um, I know you've 
you know, we're in our comment section seeing, we're seeing all the love and support, but we see so many comments just out of being mean, out of being unkind. There's uh, sometimes I try to think, why do people say these things? And it's, you know, um, and I would have to say 85% of the time I let it go, you know, because it's not worth my time. That's what always people say, Susie, it's not worth your time. It's not, but I'm human too. You're human. And there are yeah. some days where it's, it just rolls off you. Like you, you just forget it the next minute, but then I think, especially if you really put time and effort into your page, it's hard not to take it personally, you know? And so basically I wanna say is those judgments will always be there. So what you can do is just keep putting out things that you like because they're gonna judge you even if you do a good job, they're gonna judge you, if you even if you don't do a good job. I mean, they're gonna judge you no matter what. And so, you have to always just try to really focus. And this is something I always struggle with. You just have to always really focus on the support and love more so than the people who are, you know, just being unkind. No, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And then, and then TikTok is a completely different thing as far as her comments. Yes. Yes. You get a lot of really mean is. comments on TikTok. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. just stop. Yeah. If, if one post goes off, I just stop reading after 20 of them. Cause it's just, <laughs> if it's up to like the thousands in comments, like I don't, I, why even go through it? Cause it's all negative pretty much. Um, I know. And I feel like sometimes one comment like snowballs the others to join yeah. in. I feel like, so yeah, that, I, I mean, I definitely think that's one and I don't know about you, but when I was just um, posting restaurants, especially before quarantine, I don't think I felt like I had a lot of mean comments more so, but once I even started cooking, I don't know. I feel like that really instigated people to be critical. And so when I was posting a restaurant, maybe it's just me. I didn't take it personally at all because in a sense, I was just portraying what an establishment was offering, but it wasn't necessarily mine. Because most of the times they were criticizing the food, not how I portrayed it, right? So right. I took it very lightly. When they <laughs> criticize my cooking, and of course this is, everyone's different. And this is just who I am. And I'm human. It's that um, I'm the kind of influencer that takes a lot of time to put out the content that I do. And then in a, they watch for one minute and they judge and they judge harshly some of them you know i get if they're trying to offer constructive criticism like hey susie why don't you use this instead of this next time i'll be like awesome thanks for the feedback but it's just when they are it's not constructive at all yeah. you know so and i'll tell you i can look back on a lot of my posts especially from this year and my Korean temper has definitely taken the better side of me and some of these. And because it's my food, now I'm like, I can say what I want. This is mine, you know, because of course we, we keep a, you know, standard of professionalism when we're, uh, when we're posting for an establishment, you know, but I'm like, no, they're talking about my food. 
it's like I can say what I want on here. And so I've definitely tried to tone it down because I'm like, no, Susie, just don't, you know, don't let them get the better of you. And there are many days where I don't. I'm just like, yep, they're gonna say whatever they have to say. So it's like people judging, this is something I always I always struggle with too. So I just kind of, you know, one feedback I definitely want to tell new creators, especially, you know, the ones who are starting off is like, don't take it so much to heart. We are going to some days we will. And it's just because we are who we are, but um, definitely try to take the love that you're getting more to heart than the mean ones. That's great advice. Yes. Talking about the cooking, going into lockdown, I mean, what made you decide to go the, the cooking route? Yeah, um, it was actually even a conscious decision. So we locked down, strip closed. We're all like sitting in front of our phones like, wow, what just happened? We're just, so of course, uh, most of us try to just support these small businesses. And of course, like you and I, we start to support, you know, uh, our clients more so than ever. And uh, I was sitting there like, wow, I've gotten takeout like six days in a row. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, is this all I'm gonna post, really? Right. You know. And at the same time, it's because we had no idea what's gonna happen with the world, right? So of course, we're just scrolling on our feeds, on Instagram, on TikTok, and I happened to see somebody making Dalgona coffee. Do you guys? Do you remember Dalgona coffee? I do. I do. And I was like, wow, and. I want to say too, before lockdown, my son knew, I feel bad saying this. My son knew that his meals came out of the microwave. I knew nothing about cooking. My mom tried to teach me when I was a you know kid growing up. She tried to show me how to cook Korean dishes and whatnot. I had absolutely no interest. I remember trying to make a cake one, one year. I did a horrible job and my mom, tried her hardest, bless her heart, to pretend like she liked it. <laughs> it was horrible. I still remember. I was like, this is horrible. So of course that just kind of discouraged me. So yeah, I just, uh, not that my son eats junk food all the time. It's just that I take shortcuts. Like I know how to make rice. You know, I go to Greenland. I buy just pre-marinated meat. I buy veggies, steam them or you know, uh, he loves breakfast for dinner, so I can, you know, whip up some scrambled eggs and bacon. But I literally, I can't say I knew how to cook at all. And I just kind of accepted that about myself. Back to the Dalgona coffee, I was like, I saw that it was literally instant coffee, hot water and sugar. And I said, I think I can manage that. I think I can do that. And I'm like, and you know, I, nobody was going to Starbucks, right? You know, so I said, okay, I'll make it. It looks good how these people are making it. And I was like, why not try to film it? So I did, I tried my best and uh, it did really well. And I think the re it's, and it was not because of my video editing quality. <laughs> it was just because it was relevant, you know? Cause people were looking at that and going, oh, I can make that. I have instant coffee and sugar at home. Let's let's do it. So it took off. The that was the one post that the amount of saves exceeded the amount of likes. That's crazy. 
Right. I've never had a post, right? Yeah. So I was like, wow. So of course that was just really timing. But then I thought, wow, okay, that was easy. And um, I was happy with my post. Let's find something else that's easy to make, you know? And um, it was definitely a beginner's job at trying to video food. I remember my good friend, Ginger, she owns a Cafe 86. <laughs> She's like, oh my gosh, your coffee looks good. But Susie, you got to get some proper mixing bowls. <laughs> I was like, I know. No, I don't have anything in my kitchen. I don't have the proper things. So yeah. And then and that's what took off. I just literally looked on YouTube. I looked on Instagram. I would Google things. And I would just literally try to find really, really easy things that hopefully even I have in my kitchen that I could make. And so that's kind of what started. But it was not, wow, we're in lockdown. Maybe I should cook food as my content. That was not the thought process at the time. It just kind of what naturally started to happen. Right. Then, uh, yeah, so I saw some uh, cool, you know, marble boards that I could use because my kitchen's just outdated. We're just in an outdated house. So I didn't think it looked very aesthetically pleasing. So I got like a couple boards. I used one as like my backsplash and one as like my counter. And uh, I only shoot during the day. People are always like, what kind of lighting do you use? And I'm like, I don't use, it's the sun. It's, it's the best lighting in the world. So yeah. I yeah. only post, yeah, I only video food during the day. I never video at night. And a lot of people don't know. I mean, that's not your kitchen. You're at the edge of your yeah. patio. I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, it's in my kitchen area where uh, it kind of leads into the back porch. And so I have, you know, like glass doors there. So the sun comes in really nicely there. So I put one square board flat, one square board vertical, and that is literally my square space. I don't have a full counter that many people think I wish. I wish I had that little counter. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you've ever seen in my videos. Some people notice, some people don't. Sometimes it looks like I'm transferring to like an extension of my counter, but it's actually just the illusion. So like, let's just say I make something and I want to show the next process and I kind of move to the right. It looks like I'm moving to the right of my kitchen uh, on the counter, right? Yeah. But what I do is when I show the next process, I come into the frame on the left. Ah, uh, yeah. So it gives that fluid motion that I'm actually just going this way when I'm not, if you That's get what amazing. I'm trying to say. Yeah. And yeah, no, I, I, I never consciously thought about that, but yeah, it's a seamless transition to make it look like you're, yeah, doing more in the kit in the kitchen. I make do with. Uh, that's another thing. I you have to make do with what you have. People are always like, "What kind of camera do you have? What kind of phone do you use? What kind of tripod do you use? Use what you have. Do the best with what you have." Because, yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't afford those high tech, you know, camera equipment or lighting equipment or you know, and sometimes you don't need it. You can just do a really good job with what you have. If you have it, great, great. But if you don't, it doesn't mean that you can't put out good content. Totally. Let's actually go into one of your biggest posts ever. 
Okay. And I remember this is almost a year ago now, mozzarella stuffed onion rings. Yes, yes. How many people ask you to open up a restaurant? It must be <laughs> A lot, a lot, yeah. <laughs> you know, restaurants are hard, you know, as much as I do. Oh, so good. This is when I really discovered slow motion. <laughs> So yeah. I know it it looks like hey you just threw this together in <laughs> in one in 30 seconds one minute and and everything looks great but I mean talk to me a little bit about the process of this I mean it didn't look like I and mean, this looks like this took a lot of time Sometimes I mean just like with cooking the prep can take a little bit of time, you know, because you're just getting all your ingredients, getting all your measurements ready. Uh, this one, it was just a matter of like making sure I cut the onions right, uh, making sure I put it together. This idea, the the whole idea actually was from, I saw it on an old BuzzFeed video on YouTube and they did this exact thing really. So it's, I don't want to say this is like a unique idea of mine. Just, you know, I was like, wow, that looks cool. Maybe I can do it. So I just tried it. The thing that takes the most time, honestly, is my camera setup. Because <laughs> if you notice, I I don't want to make fun or make light of anyone when I say that I have OCD, because I know that there are people who, you know, I may say it lightly. I know people truly do have OCD. Let's say you're a perfectionist. I am. I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. Because... I have to have things square. I have to have the lines exactly, um, you know? And that's another thing of my learning process is that I have learned things don't have to be perfect. And I'm constantly, constantly trying to remind myself of that because it hinders me sometimes. It hinders me, it discourages me when things are not. And it's like, life is not perfect. So I have to always, always, tell myself that all the time. But yeah, it's the camera setup. The um, prep, it was just the onions, slicing the cheese, the assembling. Sometimes, yeah, um, sometimes the takes don't, it's not just one take, you know? It's, right. you know, takes a couple. So I have to start all over. Um, now, rarely do I get things in one take. I know some people are like, oh my gosh, that's the first time she did it. And it came out so amazing. No, no, no. I don't know if you've, I, do you remember my chocolate dome for my 100K? 100K? Yes. Yeah. yeah we, we talked about this a little bit, I think. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I made that dome 12 times. Oh, 12 God. times because I would get it. You know, chocolate is very, very difficult. I have learned it's so hard to master because it has to be certain temperatures, certain textures. And um, yeah, I, I made that. And then of course, I would try to melt down the bottom, it cracked. Damn, I gotta try it again. And that's when you know, sometimes that's why TikTok is so good, because people it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Pe you know, it can just be real, and people still love it, you know. And um, it's not really TikTok or Instagram's fault that I have this need to have things a certain way. That's just, that's just how I am, you know? But uh, this I actually did do in one take. 
I mean, in really? one day, one day oh, okay. I, yeah. I did this. Yeah. It does. Most posts though, they either take me a full day minimum. Some of them actually, I have to start the day before because either something has to be defrosted or like, um, a lot of my baked stuff that calls for like room temperature eggs, room temperature butter. I have to truly start them um, like that morning. So yeah. it's not like, hey, I just came into the kitchen at noon and I'm done by two. No, <laughs> no, no. A lot of the times, the reason why I have to stop working is because the sun goes down. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, I, I get into it and I'm like, oh, but if I did it again, I could do it like this. And I keep trying to keep making it a little bit better than what I had originally thought. And sometimes like last minute ideas come up and I'm like, oh, no, I got to do it like this. Now, I'm pretty stubborn. Once I have an idea in my head, I'm like, no, I have to do it. Yeah, but I think that's. The attention to detail, the, you being a perfectionist. This is why these do so well. This is why it resonates with so many people. And, you know, this is some of the most original content anywhere anyone can find. So I love it. Thank so, you. Thank, thank you. you I'm all of this. So I'm blown away, honestly, because uh, it most of the cooking, even though I tried to find easy content to cook, um, it was like, I'm sure it was a uh, a little bit of my therapy to deal with what happened in 2020. It was my distraction in a sense, because when I was focusing on this, I wasn't focusing on what we were, you know, seeing in the news or seeing what's happening around the world. I was like, Hey, it kind of took me out and let me focus on something that I enjoyed, you know? And, um, that's, um, so, the response, I have to say, is mind blowing. But it wasn't like, hey, I knew I know this post is just gonna do amazing. It's just gonna blow up. It's just it was <laughs> truly like, wow, well, this is how I spent my day. I hope you guys like it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't even to like, you know, it wasn't to meet a goal like, oh, I want this to get this many likes or this many comments. It was just, I mean, I made onion rings today, guys. But I, I think, you know, it wasn't just <laughs> that that this was therapy for. I think this is therapy for a lot of people sitting at home. This was a big highlight of their day, seeing, you know, all the work you put into this to make this yeah. amazing stuff. And, 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 you know, people can, can try to replicate this at home or try to do something like this at home too. And another thing that I love, it's almost like how a magician shows how the trick is done is all the amazing stories you, you put up after the post to go into the whole process of, of what you did, all the ingredient information, all that stuff. And that's super helpful. Yeah. Um, I, um, because I didn't cook, I didn't realize this whole world of people who created recipes and, um, followed recipes because I just wasn't doing any of that. And when I realized that people did, you know, they were at home, like, all of us were and we're like, yeah, I want to make that bread. I want to try to make that boba or whatnot. I was like, oh, okay, let's kind of try to share how I did it. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, I'm not the best. I don't really, uh, a lot of people think a lot of these recipes are mine. They're not. 
sometimes I tweak them here and there, uh, depending, but um, there's, you can find literally anything on YouTube or Google or TikTok. I've gotten, I've gotten a lot of my inspirations from there. Very cool. Yeah. And I love that you give credit to the, the ones where you saw it. And yeah. I'm sure that means a lot to them too. In this particular post, I mean, it's kind of rarefied air as far as for IG stat porn. And I really appreciate when Susie or you know Drew or whatever show me the, the, the social media stat porn. I love that shit. So yeah, we're looking at 178K likes, 45,000 shares, 127,000 saves. Holy fuck. I mean, this is... <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like, it's mind-blowing to me. I, I see that, and I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. So, yeah, yeah especially especially the saves and the shares. Not to down, you know, downgrade likes and comments or anything like that, but the saves and the shares are, I feel, really the true engagement because they made a conscious effort to go back to it or to, you know, it was worthy enough to share with a friend or family or whatnot. So, yeah. and, you know, because of what was happening in 2020, uh, the Drew uh, mentioned to me, you know, Susie also, because it's cooking and everyone can cook, that's why your response has been so amazing because it's not like you had to live in Vegas to have to enjoy these things that you were posting. And I was like, wow, that's, that's so true. And then you've parlayed this into a huge following on TikTok. What's that been like? And and it's opened up some amazing brand opportunities for you. I'm not a fan of change. And I'm not a fan of trying things new. Even from the time that Instagram uh, transitioned into video. I remember when we were strictly posting photos at the time. And when um, people started posting videos, I was like... I don't want to learn this. Yeah. I don't want to learn this. I was so resistant of it. And I was very resistant of TikTok too. Uh, it took me a long time to even download it. And then of course, when I downloaded it, it's, you know, we saw what most of us see when we first download the app. We just see a lot of kids dancing. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't need to see this. But then of course, once you keep scrolling, you kind of, you know, they start to put things that you're interested in into the, you know, into your feed. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. It's very entertaining. And we needed that entertainment at the time. Um, my TikTok page, personally, though, I feel <laughs> it's, uh, I try to be, uh, I try to kind of be clever with uh, other using other people's audios. I don't know what kind of style that is. But um, of course, we all kind of use the same content that we have. And I just, some of it is, uh, I'll admit some of it's kind of the same, but some of it, I just kind of try to make it into a quirky way that is more TikTok-y. Yeah. That's a word, you know? And uh, a lot of them have been received very well. Like, you know, I just use popular sounds and try to incorporate the food into that. And, um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, brands are definitely looking towards TikTok too, to get more exposure on TikTok. But um it kind of is the um, it's the it's a good platform that I'm trying very hard to keep maintaining. I'm not the best at it. Like I don't know when my last post was up on there. 
So I don't keep a schedule. I just, it's sometimes just something hits me and I'm like, oh, okay. I think that's a good idea. And then I go and post it. So it's, I am definitely not the most punctual uh, person to post. I don't, you know, you guys are so good. You guys are like two a day, one a day, all the time, same times. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do it, you know? And um, that's, uh, I kind of was hard on myself some points, but then I decided I can't be because I'm just doing the best job that I can do. So I'm a big person that like, if, if I'm not really enthused about it, then I don't post it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of recipes and, and things that, that you've shot yourself, right? It just hasn't gone the way you wanted it to. And yeah, uh, I made an amazing pot of kalbi gym one time and it never went up because I felt like the way that I portrayed it, I just was, I mean, it, it came out delicious, but I was like, I don't know how to show it. That makes me excited. So I never posted it. Yeah. Um, just the other, uh, just yesterday, I tried the, the latest TikTok uh, thing was uh, pasta chips. They're making oh, yeah, that's right. pasta and then they're putting it into the air fryer and crisping it up and eating it like chips in yeah. a sense. I, see that. I tried it yesterday. I did not like it. Like, uh, it was not as light as chips. It was more like, uh, very thick chips. Some of it was crispy. Some of it wasn't, or maybe I just did it wrong. I'm not sure, but I took a stab at it. I went through the entire process and tried to film it. And at the end I took it out of my air fryer and I was like, no, I, I can't recommend this. So, <laughs> so it's off. It's, I, I don't post it. But yeah, I mean, thanks for sharing that post amazing stuff. There's just so many of them. If you haven't seen Susie's account, definitely go into that. Let's go into some questions. Susie, you grew up in Hawaii. Uh, mm -hmm. What's the best place for Island Eats in Las Vegas? Island Eats. Uh, there's, there's a few that I like. Um, I'm always partial to Paina Cafe. And that was even before they were a client. I love that place. I love Lefty J's. They're uh, they're not even close to me, but every time I'm nearby, I always try to pick up a plate lunch there. Uh, Jeanette is one of the owners, and uh, it's almost more of a pleasure to talk to her than to eat her amazing food. It's they are the best Lefty J's. If you guys All haven't right. gone there, yeah, I haven't been yet. And and uh, yeah, I was talking to Daniel Donkey very much, and he loves that place too. He goes all the time. So. Yes. Of all the incredible recipes and videos you've made, do you have a favorite? I talk about my brownies a lot. I really loved shooting that one. I saw it also on a BuzzFeed video and they called it the best brownies you'll ever make. And it's a thoroughly uh, long process to make brownies other than opening up a you know, box of brownie mix, which can actually come out very delicious. But right. it went through a process of these people trying all these different recipes to make the perf what they consider the perfect brownie. And I was so intrigued by their process. I was like, I have to do this. So I did it. And, you know, that's another thing, you know, talking about, uh, you know, engagement and social media. I can even look back to even when we took just pictures. My favorites that still truly make me happy aren't weren't the most liked they weren't the most talked about. It was just, I got such inner satisfaction in whatever I was shooting. If anybody says, if any food creator says that likes 
or comments or number of followers don't matter, it's a lie. They're lying. It matters. How much you make it matter is then up to you. You know, and that's something that I struggle with because sometimes it matters a lot. Sometimes it's okay. You know, yeah. and that's that's what I learn to deal with all the time. But my brownies, uh, I have to say, uh, they came out amazing. I did. I think I did that one in one take, which was great. But uh, <laughs> it came out. It came out so well, and I thoroughly enjoyed the process. And maybe just because I saw it in a video, how they did it in the process, and I was like, wow, I really want to try that. And uh, it came out really successful. And uh, yeah, it's. It's not the most talked about, but every time I look at it on my feed, if I happen to just be scrolling, it makes me smile. And I kind of feel like uh, if you put everything else aside, just you being, we're not talking about clients or whatnot, just you being a creator for your own page, you can't always think about what's going to blow up? What's going to go viral? Is this going to do well? Is this not going to do well? Oh my gosh, this one just tanked. But that's just life, right? It's just going right. to happen. Some are going to do great. Some are going to do amazing. Some are going to just resonate with people and you're just going to get a ton of response, you know? But if you don't, it's okay too. Did you like it? Did it make you happy? Did you find it entertaining? And at the end of the day, you can always go back to that satisfaction. And Absolutely. sometimes I feel like people forget that. Sometimes I forget that too, but I don't think you should. Because at the end of the day, if it makes you happy, do it, post it. I agree. And there's only so much you can control. Like you don't know how it's going to perform. All you can do is just put the best work out possible and see what happens. So, and at the same note, I'm going to just add, I know, I don't know if this was supposed to be quick questions or not. It's okay. (laughs) One thing that does get under my skin is uh, do the best job you can keep improving, keep taking notes. But you know, you're never every time you think you got it all figured out, you're not going to have it all figured out. Things are going to always constantly change. And one thing that I have learned as a challenge for myself is that you have to keep adapting and you have to keep changing with the changes. And uh, I hate that because you know, once you feel like you have something figured out and something went really well, you're like, I just want to do it exactly again. That's your comfort zone, you know? But then now you have to change with it. And that's sometimes hard to do. I mean, even for myself. But some creators that I have found, very confident creators, they feel that they have a good grasp on things. And uh, let's just say one of their posts don't do well. The first thing, I have a problem when the first thing they blame it on is the algorithm. And I'm just like... (laughs) I I get I'm not I'm not doubting that there's an algorithm. I'm not doubting that there's some kind of mysterious shadow banning, you know, that they're blocking your posts or whatnot. But why is that the first thing that they levitate towards? It's just I feel like it's just a such an easy scapegoat. And um, you know, sometimes I mean I don't sometimes say it out loud, but I kind of want to say, well, how else did that miss? Right. You no. Know, was it, it could have been, I'm not, and I'm not saying like that creator just did a crappy job. I'm just saying it could have been the product, right? It could have been, was it a burger that everybody posted a million times that week and you're the 12th one to do it and people are just over it, 
You know what I mean? So totally. there's a lot of things that go into it. And was it you? <laughs> I'm not saying that your content is horrible, but I'm just saying, what if you could have done a better job at that content that you were so unhappy how it performed? And the thing is, if you can say, nope, that was the absolute best job that I did, then just be proud of it, no matter how it performs. But if it underperforms to your expectations, first, you have to know that that's going to happen sometimes. You know, I've had to learn that. But I don't go, oh, man, it did suck. Yeah, it's it's the algorithm. It's the algorithm. It's, it's the algorithm you know, it's. Yeah, it's I just I just kind of sit there and I go, you you understand what I'm trying to say. Oh, totally. And and I so it's one of the worst conversations I want to have is talk about the algorithm that I've you know, nobody knows what's really going on unless you're from the matrix, you know, like Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like if your content is good, it doesn't matter what hashtags you use. It's not the algorithm. It's good content is going to be good content, no matter what. Who's your favorite non-food social media account? Favorite non-food. I, I, I may mispronounce her name, but she's a TikToker, uh, Yolina the Dong. Oh, okay. my gosh. She does comedy. She does comedy. She does, like, really clever little stitches. And uh, she's just she's just amazing. She's, she's so confident. I don't know if she's in her you know, that confident inside, but she's just always uplifting. She always makes me laugh. And she has, I have a lot of accounts that I love to watch, but she has truly brightened up my day recently. Awesome. I'm going to check. Yeah. Out. What's a funny or memorable time you've been recognized. It's happened. Uh, yeah. Very random places. Like, uh, right. I think the most, the most recent was at an in and out drive through the lady. <laughs> The lady, uh, the employee handing me, she's like, here's your diet. Oh my gosh. And I was like, <laughs> so she was like, you know, it made me flattered. But at the same time, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm wearing makeup today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just, but um, there was a time that I went through, um, I think it was like a Royal coffee. I can't remember. I was going through the drive-thru and she was handing me my drink and she goes, oh, she was like, it's you, it's her. And I was like, you know, and me, I'm already like, I'm already prepared to be flattered because I'm like, oh my gosh, she, you know, she, and she's like, you're the girl who's on Unlocked. <laughs> and I was like, you're the one who's with Drew all the time. Me. <laughs> she didn't even know my name. Right, right. That happened to me at, yeah, one place where they, oh, you were in Tall's video. All right. <laughs> <laughs> are you a foodie? <laughs> Those moments are always so awesome. You know, it just makes you feel like you're like a superstar. For sure. And 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 yeah, a lot of times like, you know, we're kind of in our own bubble and you don't sometimes realize like, hey, other people have actually seen this. It's not just not just numbers on a screen or Yeah, definitely. What's the best cooking accessory not everyone has but needs? A scale. Ah. A scale, a food scale, because I, and this is something that I learned. A cup of milk does not weigh the same as a cup of flour, oh. even though it's still one cup, right? And the way that people measure like a P 
people always have challenges with baking. I still do too. But one of the few things, one of the first steps that you do is you measure your flour. So even if you have a measuring spoon and it says it calls for one cup, you go into your flour canister and you like make sure it's all leveled. But even the way you scoop your flour is totally different than the way you would scoop your flour with whatever pressure, right? So they always tell you, you have to uh, to be the most consistent. And you know, if you, met, if you mess up your flour, you're already off to a rough start, you know, cause that's like one of the first steps. A scale just eliminates all that. It'll tell you exactly how much it weighs. And um, anytime I hear somebody say that they don't, that's why even though we're in the US, I put a lot of my recipe in grams because it's the most exact. And uh, that's never gonna change because you have to be exact, especially in baking. So yeah, sure, if you yeah. don't have a, if you don't have a scale, um, especially for baking, it's so cheap, go get one. All right. Yeah. I can't yeah. eyeball baking. Got to do yeah. it. Exactly. Yes. Is there one sponsorship deal that you would love to have that the, the dream sponsorship? I haven't really given that much thought. Like I haven't really actually, you know, a food coloring company that I have a partnership with now, I actually followed them for a long time. So they may not be like huge, huge worldwide, but I remember looking at their feed, their feed is amazing. And I would be like, wow, these people create such cool things with this coloring. And I always thought to myself, I'm like, wow. And cause I, their content is mainly all based on reposts of all their ambassadors, the people that they do partnerships with. So I would look them up and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're an ambassador on this page. They must be really good. Yeah. And so, yeah. So yep. the fact that I am one now, that's actually a little surreal to me because I always loved their products. I used it even before we worked together. And so seeing my posts on there now, it's, um, I don't know. It kind of makes me giddy. So oh, I, I don't yeah. know if that answers that question. And they are the most amazing company. We're looking at her latest, uh, Susie's latest post, the fresh spring rolls with these noodles that just pop so hard. And I tried to, this picture, I tr tried to do a rainbow as best as I could, but, and yeah. the, you know, the food coloring, it's just, it's natural. It's, uh, it, and there's so many possibilities of, uh, even I'm constantly trying to think of, so. And last question, what's the best thing about working with Drew Unlocked? <laughs> I don't. Okay. Don't, don't uh, overplay his ego. No. Oh no. <laughs> he he won't be mad that I say this, but this is the honest truth. We have that kind of relationship where basically I can tell it like it is, whether he wants to hear it or not, and uh, he loves me enough that he'll take it. That's that's honestly one of the biggest things is that I can be completely straight up honest with him. And there's been times where we don't see eye to eye. We disagree completely on opposite sides, but that's okay, you know? Um, sometimes I kind of feel like I have like a older sister role. I don't know, you know, cause uh, he's a great guy. He's, he may not portray that he's responsible. He's so responsible, but there are still times when uh, he is the guy that you see on screen and I'm like, Drew, 
we have to be there too. And he's like, oh crap, you know? So I have to, you know, I, I feel like uh, I keep him on his toes and uh, I don't know. I hope he appreciates that. I don't know. So, but yeah, the, the best thing is that, um, yeah, I can be honest with him. And one of the things that is always constantly there is that he always motivates me. He always motivates me. Even if I'm tired of being motivated, I'm like, I listen to him and I speak with him, just his energy, his vibe, right? It's hard not to be motivated. And yeah. so he always re-excites me on what we're doing. I mean, that about wraps it up. Susie, anything else you'd want to say or plug? No, I think that's it. I always want to just be, I want to be inspiring. That really gives me the satisfaction, no matter whether it's we're doing it for a client or we're doing it for our page. And I want people to know that they can really be human, but, you know, be human, be always learn, always improve, and always just do what makes you proud of yourself, you know? And uh, I kind of feel like when people give a half attempt, but they're expecting full rewards, that's just unrealistic. And I see a lot of people do that. And, uh, but even if you are giving it your 100% and you don't see that 100% that you expect back, just keep at it, you know, because not everything is gonna, life is not like that. But if you keep doing it, you keep trying your best, you keep giving it your all, you keep just putting out things that you're excited about, then your followers will catch up to you. They will appreciate what you're doing. They will see your excitement, you know? Uh, stay in your own lane, enjoy what you do and be the best doing you and all the love and support that you're hoping for. I've learned this year, it will come because they see it in you. So keep doing that. That's a great way yeah. to wrap it up. Thank so. you so much. I, Thank you. Uh, this was awesome. This is my first podcast ever. I'm, I hope what? I did a good job. <laughs> you totally did. You killed it. But yeah, thanks yeah. for being on. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, go follow Susie at happy tummy underscore 702. If you don't, I'm sure you all do if you're listening to this. So thank you. Thanks for tuning into the Las Vegas Phil Food and Social Podcast. For more information about me and where I've been dining recently, check out my Instagram and TikTok at Las Vegas Phil or feel free to drop me an email at lasvegasphil at gmail.com.